Section six of Old Fashioned Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Old Fashioned Fairy Tales by Juliana Ewing. The Laird and the Man of Peace. In the Highlands of Scotland, there once lived a Laird of Brockburn who would not believe in fairies, although his sixth cousin on the mother's side as he returned one night from a wedding had seen the men of peace hunting on the sides of ben Mahoui, dressed in green and with silver mounted bridles to their horses which jingled as they rode and though rory the fiddler having gone to play at a christening did never come home but crossing a hill near brockburn in a mist was seduced into a sheen or fairy turret where as all decent bodies well believe he is playing still in spite i say of the wise saws and experience of all his neighbours brockburn remained obstinately incredulous not that he bore any ill-will to the good people or spoke uncivilly of them indeed he always disavowed any feeling of disrespect towards them if they existed saying that he was a man of peace himself and anxious to live peaceably with whatever neighbours he had but that till he had seen one of the dianashi he could not believe in them now one afternoon between hallowmas and yule it chanced that the laird being out on the hills looking for some cattle got parted from his men and dogs and was overtaken by a mist in which familiar as the country was to him he lost his way in vain he raised his voice high and listened low no sound of man or beast came back to him through the thickening vapour then night fell and darkness was added to the fog so that brockburn needed to sound every step with his rung before he took it suddenly light footsteps pattered beside him then something rubbed against him then it ran between his legs the delighted laird made sure that his favourite collie had found him once more oh jock man he cried but ye needna throw me on my face what's got ye the night that you should lose your way in a bit mist to this a voice from the level of his elbow replied in piping but patronising tones never did i lose my way in a mist since the night that finn crossed over to ireland in the dawn of history eh hey, lad i'm well acquaint with every bit path on the hillside these hundreds of years and i'll guide you safe home never fear the hairs on brockburn's head stood on end till they lifted his broad bonnet and a damp chill broke out over him that was not the fog but for all that he stoutly resisted the evidence of his senses and only felt about him for the collie's head to pet crying bark jog my many bark then i'll recognize your voice you can it's no canny to hear you speak like a christian my wee doggie i'm nae a doggie i'm a man of peace was the reply dinna miscall your betters brockburn why will you not credit our existence man seen's believin said the laird stubbornly but the mist's so thick for seeing the night ye can turn round to your left man and ye'll see said the dwarf and catching brockburn by the arm he twisted him swiftly round three times when a sudden blaze of light poured through the mist and revealed a crag of the mountain well known to the laird and which he now saw to be a kind of turret or tower lights shone gaily through the crevices or windows of the sheen and sounds of reverie came forth among which fiddling was conspicuous the tune played at that moment was delvin's side 
blinded by the light and amazed at what he saw the laird staggered and was silent keep to your feet man keep to your feet said the dwarf laughing i doubt your foe brockburn i'm nae foe said the laird slowly his rung grasped firmly in his hand and his bonnet set back from his face which was deadly pale but man is yon rory i'd know his fiddle in a thousand ask no questions and ye'll be telt no lays said the dwarf then stepping up to the door of the sheen he stood so that the light from within fell full upon him and the astonished laird saw a tiny but well-proportioned man with delicate features and golden hair flowing over his shoulders he wore a cloak of green cloth lined with daisies and had silver shoes his beautiful face quivered with amusement and he cried triumphantly do you see me do you see me no brockburn ay ay said the laird on seeing's believing then round with you shouted the man of peace and once more seizing the laird by the arm he turned him swiftly round this time to the right and at the third turn the light vanished and brockburn and the man of peace were once more alone together in the mist aweel brockburn said the man of peace i'll do ye candid and have a convincible mind i'm na ill disposed to ye and ye's get safe home man as he spoke he stooped down and picking up half a dozen big stones from the mountainside he gave them to the laird saying if the good wife asks ye about the bit stones say ye got them in a compliment brockburn put them into his pocket briefly saying i'm obliged to ye but as he followed the man of peace down the hillside he found the obligation so heavy that from time to time he threw a stone away unobserved as he hoped by his companion when the first stone fell the man of peace looked sharply round saying what's yon it'll be me striking my wrong upon the ground said the laird you're mad said the man of peace and brockburn felt sure that he knew the truth and was displeased but as they went on the stones were so heavy and bumped the laird's side so hard that he threw away a second dropping it as gently as he could but the sound of its fall did not escape the ears of the man of peace who cried as before what's yon it's just a nasty host that i have said the laird man you're daft said the dwarf contemptuously that's what ails ye the laird now resolved to be prudent but the inconvenience of his burden was so great that after a while he resolved to risk the displeasure of the man of peace once more and gently slipped a third stone to the ground third time's lucky he thought but the proverb failed him for the dwarf turned as before shouting what's yon it'll be my new brogues that ye hear bumping upon the muckle stance said the laird ye're foe brockburn i tell ye so ye're foe growled the man of peace angrily and the laird dared not drop any more of the dwarf's gifts after a while his companion's good humour seemed to return and he became talkative and generous ah mind ye great-grandfather will brockburn he was a hamely man i found his sheep for him one nicht on this vera hillside mere by token ye'll find your beast is at home and the men and the dogs forby the laird thanked him heartily and after a while the dwarf became more liberal spirited still he's not have to say that ye've been with the dean she 
and i'm all the better for it he said i'm thinking i'll grant ye three wishes but choose wisely man and dinna throw them away i have my fears that ye know without a bee in your bonnet brockburn incensed by this insinuation the laird defended his own sagacity at some length and retorted on his companion with doubts of the power of the dinashi to grant wishes the proof of the pudding's in the eating of it said the man of peace wish away brockburn and make them not as hard to crack as ye will the laird at once began to cast about in his mind for three wishes sufficiently comprehensive to secure his lifelong prosperity but the more he beat his brains the less could he satisfy himself how many miles he wandered thus the dwarf keeping silently beside him he never knew before he sank exhausted on the ground saying i'm thinking man that if you could bring harm to me in place of bringing me harm i'd misdoubt your powers name air it's a far cry to lock all ye can and it's a weary long road to brockburn is this your wish asked the man of peace this is my wish said the laird striking his rung upon the ground the words had scarcely passed his lips when the whole homestead of brockburn house and farm buildings was planted upon the bleak hillside the astonished laird now began to bewail the rash wish which had removed his home from the sheltered and fertile valley where it originally stood to the barren side of a bleak mountain the man of peace however would not take any hints as to undoing his work of his own accord all he said was if you wish it away so it'll be but then ye'll only have one wish left ye've small discretion the nicht brockburn i'm feared oh, to leave the steading in such a spot as not to be thought on sighed the laird as he spent his second wish in undoing his first but he cannily added the provision and you might take me with it the words were no sooner spoken than the homestead was back in its place and brockburn himself was lying in his own bed jock his favourite collie barking and licking his face by turns for joy wisht wisht jock said the laird ye wouldn't a bark when i begged of ye so ye may hand your peace no and pushing the collie from him he sat up in bed and looked anxiously but vainly around the chamber for the man of peace lay down lay down cried the good wife from beside him ye surely heard o your woods brockburn would ye gang stravaging about the country again the nicht where is she cried the laird tis not a soul here but your lawful wife and your ain dear doggie was there anybody that ye expected asked his wife the man of peace woman cried brockburn i've one of my wishes to get and i maun have it the man's mad was the good wife's comment you've surely forgotten yourself brockburn you never believed in the danishy before since believing said the laird i forgathered with a man of peace the nicht on the hill and i wish i just saw him again as the laird spoke the window of the chamber was lit up from without and the man of peace appeared sitting on the window ledge in his daisy lined cloak his feet hanging down into the room the silver shoes glittering as they dangled i'm here brockburn he cried but eh, man ye've had your last wish and even as the stupefied laird gazed the light slowly died away and the man of peace vanished also on the following morning the laird was roused from sleep by loud cries of surprise and admiration 
the good wife had been stirring for some hours and in emptying the pockets of her good man's coat she had found three huge cairngorms of exquisite tint and lustre brockburn thus discovered the value of the gifts half of which he had thrown away but no subsequent visits to the hillside led to their recovery many a time did the laird bring home a heavy pocket full of stones at the thrifty good wife's bidding but they only proved to be the common stones of the mountainside the sheehan could never be distinguished from any other crag and the dear she were visible no more yet it is said that the laird of brockburn prospered and throve thereafter in acre stall and steading as those seldom prosper who have not the good word of the people of peace End of section 6